0: really we would do better to have some on-shelf presence so that people picked up a pack tried it out easily and then obviously we're going to be very much encouraging them to come to the website and subscribe to us
1: it's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's brilliant to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. I know we get a lot of supplier side people listening to these episodes, as well as all the lovely retailers and marketers. So it's great to have all of you here. I've got a little message for all the supplier side people. If you're interested in sponsoring this show, if you'd like to get your message in front of our audience, I would love to hear from you. Just head to ECMP, that's short for E-commerce Master Plan. So ecmp.info forward slash sponsor and fill in your details or connect with me via LinkedIn. And maybe we can get your message in front of our audience. Right then, back to business as normal. In this episode, we are talking to a brand owner, a brand founder, who's created a business that is doing great things in the sustainability space, doing great things in sales. We're talking a little bit about wholesale and how they're playing that game. We're talking about how they've structured the team and what they've chosen to keep in-house and what they've outsourced. She reveals partway through the episode that the aim of their business is to be the most recommended eco nappy brand. And I think as you listen to all her answers, that is so the DNA of everything she's talking to us about. She's also sharing a lot about how they incentivize their customers to bring them new sales and to create content for them. And we even get into their strategy around applying for awards. There is a lot packed in to this this interview. A very, very insightful guest. You're going to really love this one. Please make sure you listen to the end so you don't miss out on her top tips either because they were brilliant too. And you'll also get a little bit of my take on this episode at the end as well. Are you part of the free Chloe's e-commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now just go to ecmp.info forward slash club it's totally free to join so come on join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. And now to introduce our special guest. Laura Crawford is the CEO and founder of sustainable baby and children's product business, Mama Bamboo. Founded in 2018, they've won many awards and are now a B Corp, selling via Shopify and wholesale, and they crossed the £1 million in yearly sales line in 2022. Hello, Laura. Hi there, Chloe. Lovely to have you here and congrats on all you've achieved in just four years. Thank you. Yes, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, I was going to say, you've that you've stacked up stuff that many businesses don't manage to do in 10 years. So, very cool. How did you get into e-commerce?
0: So, I was a mum to start with and had two small children and never found a nappy brand that I was particularly comfortable for them. Either they were plastic... Um, And there was a significant amount of plastic in nappies and wipes. um, And I wasn't comfortable with kind of the eco impact that that was going to have on the environment. I was never comfortable that there was something that was good for their skin. So a lot of nappies contain fragrances and lotions or chlorine. um, And both of my children had very sensitive skin. And I wasn't really comfortable that when I then tried to use more eco-friendly or more natural nappies, that I was getting the performance that I wanted from them. We were getting leaks; um, they didn't last as long. In frustration, really, I decided to start my own brand. I did quite a lot of research about materials and manufacturing, etc. It took us a good year and a bit to get a product that I was happy with, and it was really a very natural progression for me to to start it as an e-com brand so bringing a product to market and attempting to launch it immediately into on-shelf retail was really you know it was too much of a stretch for me they, they, I didn't know anything about retail at the time um, I wasn't you know a powerhouse in, in terms of taking something to a supermarket it wasn't the career I'd had previous to having children at all so Taking it as an e-com business, launching it myself, staying close to my customers, managing it as a subscription, I use Shopify for my front end, it was easy. It was the simplest way for me to bring my products to market and actually launch in a very short time frame. So once I'd made the decision to use Shopify, to use Recharge for my subscription business. I think I built the whole website in the space of about six weeks. Now, I can't say that it was amazing, because again, it wasn't my background doing web design. But using Shopify and all their kind of easy blocks, it was the way to do it for someone that wasn't a web designer, that wasn't a coder. And obviously, we've changed it along the way, and we've added in different apps, and we've improved the front end. But for anybody who just wants to come to market quickly, it's by far the simplest way to to get an e-commerce business up and running. For me, it was, it was a no-brainer.
1: It kind of gives you that that bootstrapping keep it simple learn as you go mentality which you know with the with the big shopping places you know the the supermarkets and all the rest of it you only get one chance whereas in e-commerce you get thousands of chances because there's thousands of potential customers so it it gives you that that easy piece and it it means you can focus on the core stuff like you were saying getting to understand the customers getting the product right rather than worrying too much about sales process.
0: Yeah absolutely and we're only now really breaking into wholesale and retail it's taken us a long time to build up enough of a a brand a story to be able to approach you know the big five supermarkets and talk about our brand without the 5 years of like the e-com world we wouldn't have known our customers close enough we wouldn't have been able to take to them and say hey we've already got a volume brand you know, do you want to stock it? That would have been a, a much, much harder conversation if we'd have tried to do that within a few months of launching a product or even pre-launch, which is, I know how how some of the bigger companies do it. I think staying close to customers, and we've made so many changes to our product, to our branding, to our offering in those five years that we've been up and running because we've stayed close to them, because we've kept it as simple as possible, we've been able to adapt and react rapidly. And certainly when COVID hit, the fun, the gift that just keeps giving, we were able to adapt really quickly because we were an online business, because we used 3PL, because we were so close to our customers and we could email them individually and say whether they were getting their orders or not. We didn't suffer the kind of, the real impacts of the retail world, we were able to ride out the storm.
1: And you mentioned 3PL there and you're saying we an awful lot. So what does the team look like? What what have you decided to outsource? Clearly the 3PL and the pick and pack went went fairly early.
0: Yeah, so we're, we're quite a small team even now today. So there are five people that work for Mama Bamboo here in the UK. My team, fortunately for me, is made up of my oldest friend from university, and one of my NCT mums, one of my Schoolgate mums, one of my football club mums. Um, So we've managed to keep it very friendly and very close. And then we have outsourced the areas that were either very intense, so the manufacturing, uh, which is obviously a, a a a big piece of our work the 3pl which really has to operate seven days a week you know 24 7 if you want to compete with amazon these days we've outsourced a fair bit of our digital marketing so the real nitty-gritties of understanding facebook and instagram's algorithms and and google's algorithms um and we work quite closely with all of our outsourced partners but it means that we are slightly more agile from the inside, focusing on strategy, product development and customers. And then we outsource all the other bits.
1: Got you. And when you say the Facebook, the Instagram and the Google, I'm guessing that's the ad side of it rather than the organic or is it both?
0: Yes. Yeah. So we keep organic in-house um, and we have a marketing manager that does all of that because obviously that's our that's our real core essence is our brand and our the face of our brand and the tone of our voice etc but for really kind of just managing that paid side the ppc side it's best in my opinion it's best handled by those that have done multiple courses stay on top of all of the platform and the system changes and it does change you know each iso release comes (laughs) with something else every time facebook and meta blink all the rules seem to change um so we find it a lot more productive for us to outsource that to those that are expert at it
1: yeah you've got to work out where where you're best and where your time should be spent and then find other people to do the rest of it don't you you mentioned that you you're only just getting into wholesale now it's quite clear and obvious on the website so are you purely focusing on those big box guys or are you dealing with smaller brands as well
0: uh, no, so we're focusing on the big box bonds. Um, we have recently really been reaching out to some of the wholesalers in the UK and in Europe because we want to enter Europe um, to get on the books, to get the listings, and start to really branch out into on shelf. Because what we've found is our product sells brilliantly when somebody's actually felt them or used them. So our nappies are softer than most nappies. Our wipes are stronger than most biodegradable wipes. Now, either you take the risk, buy a pack from us, try it and think, awesome, and sign up. Or another mum or dad friend recommends us. Or you find us at a baby show and you actually get to touch them. But to get a parent to try an unknown brand for such an intimate product on their baby's skin It's quite hard to do as just an econ. So we often find that really we do better to have some on-shelf presents so that people picked up a pack, tried it out easily, and then obviously we're going to be very much encouraging them to come to the website and subscribe to us because they obviously get a better deal and we get more information from them and we're able to stay a lot closer to them. What we do find is once somebody takes that chance and and buys a pack either online or they manage to find us somewhere at like a baby show they do tend to subscribe and our average subscriber stays with us for 28 months which basically is the duration of a baby's nappy journey you know your potty training after that so we know that once you're brand loyal you're in we, we we've got you and you want to stay with us but actually getting over that hurdle is quite difficult when a parent is going to have to trust an unknown brand that they found on the internet
1: it's quite interesting isn't it how there is that much bigger a leap the product can be the same price point but buying it online as opposed to chucking it in the basket whilst you're going through another store I think there's probably a bit of trust that comes from it being in Tesco or Sainsbury's or whoever but there's also just the I'll grab that and put it in and that's all the stress done as opposed to the the individual purchase the email follow-ups the the delivery the this the that the other it's quite fascinating isn't it so um clearly a clever route to be going down getting it into more physical spaces
0: I think it will really help to just expand our brand awareness and, and allow people to have that first sample of our, of our product. And I suppose online, one of the things that we manage to do reasonably well, um, I'm sure we could improve on it, is once we, once we have somebody's details, once we've either they've come to the website for one reason or another, or we've managed to get their email at one of the baby shows or something like that, a big part of what we do is email nurturing so it is a big ask to get somebody to follow through that journey and buy something online particularly for their their baby and their baby's health unless you keep following up with information. We keep talking about the softness of the nappies, the fact that they're more sustainable, that they're bamboo, that they're compostable liners. Da, 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 da. And we have to kind of bring a lot of parents along that journey. It's not unusual that somebody will have visited our website two or even three times and have four emails before they go ahead and purchase a trial bundle and that's that's quite a long journey and I've got to say for me that was one of the big learnings when I first started out as I say I wasn't an expert in this world and I certainly wasn't a marketeer for me that kind of journey of how do you convince someone to try you when your presence is a website when they can't see your face when they can't trust you like when we go to baby shows and they come along they love kind of saying hey is it your company Are, are you the CEO and I go yeah ask me any questions you like and I can answer them and it's quite Easy to get them to buy on spot when they're talking to you face to face and they've got your product in the hand and it's soft. Brilliant. But how how to make your website do that, that is a lot more difficult. Um, and yes, that's been quite a learning journey for, for me, certainly.
1: And I noticed on the on the site and with the marketing you're doing as well, you are quite busy leveraging the parents communities i guess which which presumably is to to deal with the same challenge you were just outlining so there's the baby ambassadors program social media affiliates program the hashtag baba bamboo and hashtag mama bamboo program and then the bamboo buddy club loyalty program which offers referrals so it it I was interested into how you've layered all that. If you could talk us through the layering up of all these different ways to encourage the customers to spread the word. Because as you said earlier, there's that 28-month window of opportunity. You can't keep a customer for life because fundamentally they shouldn't need the product for life. So so tell us about how you layer up all those different ways of encouraging the customer to talk about you.
0: Yeah, so... One of our early discussions was, what did we want to be? What was our mission to be? You know, did we want to be the biggest nappy brand in the UK? No. Do we want to be the biggest volume one? No. That's that's not going to be possible with our product and our niche market and our target market. So we sat down and said, actually, what we really want to be is the most recommended eco-nappy brand. So for some people, we will always be unaffordable, you know, there'll be a point where you say, look, they're really lovely, but they're they're sustainably made, they're ethically made, they're a small company, they're simply too expensive for my family. But that doesn't mean we don't want you to be aware of us and necessarily to to have heard of us and to have had a recommendation from someone. We're also very aware that a recommendation from a friend, from a trusted influencer, a micro-influencer, it's worth its weight in gold. Um, 40 years ago, people probably just asked their mum and their auntie what they should use on their baby. Uh, and that's how the world worked. She kind of just did the same thing. Things have sort of changed a little bit. And when we talk to a lot of customers, they get their information from other parents, from their friends and from influencers. So we had to work out how to really capture all of that recommendation online in such a way that we can harness it. So number one was our customers themselves, the the Bamboo Buddy Club, please, you know, yes, earn loyalty points from us and stay with us for a nice long time, but also refer your friends. Tell your friends about your nappies. Tell them how happy you are that nappy rash has cleared up and it's a great service and Jenny and Emma in the customer service team are always really helpful. Like, tell your friends. You'll earn points, they'll earn points. It works very nicely. So that's quite a big one for us. Um, And I will say on that one, it really helps because actually nappies are not something you see so if you saw a child wearing a beautiful t-shirt you might go oh that's nice where's that from necessarily you will not see children's nappies now you might when the weather's like it is today and it's boiling (laughs) but on the whole nappies are you know they're your underwear aren't they They're, they're inside um so you know people don't always see them. So it's harder to get those recommendations just on the fly. So we needed a way of capturing that. Then we were very aware of the micro-influencers. There are a lot of, there's a lot of big celebrity mums out there, but there's lots of smaller micro-influencers who are quite happy to capture a picture of their baba. A bamboo, send it in, share the good word amongst their group. So we wanted to capture that, and actually, we often find that 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 is more trusted almost than the big celebrity names. So if you get a big celebrity to say something lovely about your product, well, yeah, but you know you're gonna pay for it, they're gonna say it's paid, and probably next week they're gonna say it about somebody else. Because that's their job. Whereas actually lots of the, like the mums that either use our nappies or the the, the dads that, you know, are aware of the the environmental impact of nappies, but are smaller scale, you know, maybe only 5,000 followers, sometimes less, they are often more trusted and they do some beautiful user-generated content that we get to use. We get to use it on our socials. We get to use it on our video things. It's a lot more about the social proof. So we layered on the kind of mama bamboo and baba bamboo hashtags to do that sort of stuff. And then we have our brand ambassadors. And if you join us as a brand ambassador, we use another app, which is called Refersion. And that allows particular brand ambassadors who are getting some free product in exchange for quality content um, so they tend not to just snap it quickly on their iphone type thing they will use a full setup they've got cameras they've got you know the, the light things and they do some beautiful content pieces they get links through the Refersion app that links into shopify that they can promote onto their websites and their their social channels and they earn commission based on any sales that they manage to generate so we've kind of We've tapped into those three elements of our individual customers, our kind of customers or interested parties at the micro-influencer level, and then our brand ambassadors. It helps with the recommendations and the referrals. It also helps generate user-generated content and social proof.
1: I love that you've you've layered all those things up. And I love you're talking so much about the social proof thing there because I think... You, you mentioned earlier about how not being able to keep up to date with the iOS changes that are affecting the Facebooks and the Googles and the Instagrams and all the rest of it. And one of the best ways of dealing with all of that is to have great quality creative. And if you can turn your customers into your creative studio, then you create bre- better content, more varied content, which works with the algorithms and all the rest of it. So so loving all those layers you've, you've put together. I have one, one last question for you, Laura, before we head towards the top tips round, which was, You've won an awful lot of awards, and as someone who's judged awards, who's attempted to enter awards, run out of steam and given up most of the time, being brutally honest about it, they are a huge amount of work to do. So, what's your what's been your rationale? Why have you gone after the awards programs?
0: So um, we go really after two different levels of awards. We've gone after the product awards. So we got the mother and baby for best performance nappy range. Uh, We got the made for mums for best eco nappy. Um, I think we've had busy babies one for best eco nappy. We went for those because of social proof, basically. We needed the established or the establishment to recognize that our products performed well, that they did have their kind of eco credentials, that they were softer on baby skin, that they helped control nappy rash. And that, you know, their testers, who are also parents, valued them and gave good commentary and feedback. So we did those really for the product social proof. And then on the other side, we've done a fair bit on like the social side, the business side of things. The ethical consumer, we've come in at like the highest disposable nappy brand on their, their ratings. The good shopping guide, we're one of their few ethical companies. The B Corp, we're one of the we get awarded the best for the world. We've had it for the last two years, which I love as a title. I like to inform my children that I am in fact best for the world, and I have it on an award. Um, But those are much more about the sustainable side of our business. It has a consumer element because obviously we get to use that to say, hey, look, we're not greenwashing. Um, There's too much greenwash in in particularly our industry. And I think all industries, to be honest. Um, But all of those help us to say, you know, we really are hitting this on a performance level, a product level and a sustainable level. And we're not trying to hoodwink you into, into buying this product and thinking you're doing a green thing but it has also helped us now particularly to open up the doors for B2B. So conversations with the likes of Accardo and Waitrose and some of the wholesalers, they go a lot smoother when you can say, I'm already a certified B Corp. I already have a certificate from the British Retail Consortium. I've already got my Smatter audit all organised. It gives them confidence to take you on if you can reference all of those type of things where they know... The adjudicators of those awards have gone down to the nitty gritty and double checked everything that you've said you've done or you've got. Um, it just gives them a little bit more confidence.
1: E commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are Are you part of the free Chloe's e commerce club? Why not? It's my free online club where the whole e-commerce master plan audience can come together. It's all about helping you improve your e-commerce business, solving your marketing challenges, getting advice from other retailers who are facing the same challenges as you right now. And yes, I will personally be hanging out in the club Monday to Friday to help you too, which makes it the only place where you can get my help one-on-one. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. Come on and join me now just go to ecmp.info forward slash club it's totally free to join so come on join me and hundreds of our listeners at ecmp.info forward slash club Do you, like me, have a bit of a software tools habit? Well, I love a good tool and the impact it can have on my business. For me, a good tool is one that solves a problem we have, that can save me and my team time, that improves performance and where the price is 100% worth it. That's why I've always got an eye on the latest tools to appear on AppSumo. Not heard of it? AppSumo is a site where you can buy key software tools for your business once and own them forever. For example, we use a tool I bought from AppSumo in 2020 for $49 to schedule all our Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook posts. In fact, whilst creating and promoting this very episode, me and the team will have used at least 10 tools I've bought from AppSumo. I'm a big fan. So go on, check out what's on offer right now by going to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. That's ecmp.info slash A-P-P-S-U-M-O. And I bet you'll find a brilliant solution for at least one of your problems. Go to ecmp.info forward slash AppSumo. It's time for the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some even more quick, brilliant, quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Laura, are you ready for the top tips? Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend?
0: I'm um, being really honest, I haven't read a book in some time unless it is one of the reading books from my children's school. But what I do do is listen to a lot of podcasts and business podcasts. And I suppose it's it's one of the favourites out there. But I do like listening to Stephen Bartlett. He has a lot of really good advice and little snippets that you can take into your own business.
1: That's the Diary of a CEO podcast for anyone who's, uh, who's wondering who Stephen... If anyone is wondering who Stephen Bartlett is... I, pff, um, possibly some of our guests overseas but I suspect they know who he is, our listeners overseas even but I suspect they know who he is anyway <laughs> uh, Great recommendation, thank you uh, The Traffic Top Tip Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
0: So it's probably the one that press do, doesn't give it, it its value, um, it is our face-to-face shows so I think we're we're moving into a world where digital is, is taking over and Everything seems to be digital and it's Facebook and it's Instagram and it's, it's, you know, it's Google and it's search and all the rest of it. One of the greatest, like, traffic drivers for us is going to the baby shows. We go to the baby show. We go to the baby and toddler show. Our little team of five turns out and we talk to, gosh, some weekends, ten 20,000 expectant parents you know we do use technology we use a qr code to get their information and then put them on that like i say email nurturing journey but i think that there is still a place in marketing for human contact and a conversation that isn't online do you sell
1: at those shows or do you purely data capture
0: um, we sometimes sell like our trial packs or our newborn starter bundles, but what we tend to do is actually sell and then send the product later. Mm. Nobody walking around a baby show wants to carry four packs of nappies, six packs of wipes, <laughs> a couple of muslins—they're heavy. So um, no, we um, we do sell, but it, it tends to be the offer that we're selling, and then we we follow up.
1: Yeah, I think think more people should take that on board when they're going to shows.
0: <laughs> mm. You do not want to have to get on that tube from Olympia carrying a
1: baby bath. No. It's just not, it's not cricket. Uh, Okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day?
0: Um, So it's probably not very cool uh, or, or niche, but we do use Mondays for all of our like projects and our task management to make sure we all know what we're all doing. It's worth pointing out as a company, we work from home three days a week. And we only spend two days in the office here in the University of Hertfordshire, um, face to face. So we need a tool that means we can keep track of what we're doing and who's working on this, and, and we all work like we're such a little team. We can't stay in lane. We have to like work together and collaborate quite a lot on on all of our projects. So yeah, we use Mondays and I've got to say it's it's a pretty good tool.
1: Excellent. And then the carbon top tip. What's your favourite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce store?
0: So the biggest one is actually your use of images. What size are the images? Are they all the same? How much do you do of transitioning for for different platforms? That all has an impact on your store weight. And emails, clearing out your email lists. So too many companies like to see a great big number on their email list, you know, 20,000, because somebody showed them attention five years ago. You're never going to sell to them. You need to clear out those email lists so you're not wasting carbon and also money every time you send out emails and the other one is actually your marketing end so we've just signed up to a marketing agency who's also a b corp and they calculate all of our carbon that our marketing drives all of our instagram and our facebook um, and all of our search stuff and that is for us particularly that's that's really key being able to track that and see how we can improve on that going forward
1: Love those tips. Thank you very much for those. Um, Laura, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please?
0: Certainly. So on our website, we are mamabamboo.com. And on Insta and Facebook, we are
1: UK. Simple as that, everybody. Um, Laura, thank you so much for being on the e-commerce master plan podcast and for being so generous, sharing so much of what you've been up to with us. It's been a real treat chatting with you.
0: Thank you. And it was lovely to come on, actually. I hope everybody that listens gets something out of it and wish them the best success in their e-commerce businesses.
1: Wow, how much did we manage to pack into that interview? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing from that was Laura's focus on getting connected to the customers, whether it's that they've kept all the customer connection stuff in house and outsourced the other bits, whether it's those various ambassador VIP loyalty influencer programs they're running to encourage the customers to create content for them and to spread the word, whether it's being out at those events and talking to the customers for days at a time, I think it, you know, it it's, it's not really a surprise that towards the end there, she was saying that they decided their aim was to be the most recommended eco nappy brand. They're clearly really focused on creating that great connection with the customers and creating that relationship that leads to those recommendations. Um, so many great tips in there. So brilliant to talk to Laura. You can get your hands on our notes from this episode, including the top tips and links to all the things that we mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com or you can go straight to the correct page of the website by using our short link ecmp.info forward slash whatever the number of this episode is. That's ecmp short for masterplan.info forward slash episode number to go right straight to the right page. When you get to the website, make sure you get yourself added to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the things we share to help you improve your business. And if you liked this episode, we did another interview with someone selling eco-friendly wipes and similar types of products, which was our chat with Cheeky Wipes last year, episode 388. So a lot of commonalities, lots of extra bits and pieces that link in with this episode too. And finally, the, the, uh, the reason Laura's a guest today is because she asked to be on the show. She got in contact with me on LinkedIn and said, can I come on and talk? So if you're interested in doing that, you can either find me on LinkedIn or head to ecmp.info forward slash guest where you'll find our application form. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the eCommerce Master Plan podcast. You're listening to this podcast carbon guilt free because this is a carbon positive podcast, which means the lovely people at carbon positive have calculated the carbon it's taken to create this episode and for you to listen to it. And we've bought all the offsetting necessary to make it guilt free. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a wonderful week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com dot com slash podcast.